Thank you, and welcome to episode 17 of Video Game Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Mike, and this is... Chris! Today on our list, we want to start off with LEGO Star Wars The Force Awakens. If you did not, check out that trailer and trailer comparison they've already posted all over YouTube. It's coming out the 28th of June. Now, Chris, tell us a little bit about uh, your thoughts on LEGO Star Wars. The Lego games are one of my, like, guilty pleasure games. I fucking love them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The first one that ever caught my attention was Lego Star Wars, the complete saga. Um, Really fun, simple, um, and unique kind of game at the time. Now they're everywhere, but at the time it was, and it caught my eye, and it's Star Wars, so I had to at least play it and see what it was. Um... I like how they put their playful spin on every... like it, It's the same story, but they put their Lego playful spin on it. They yeah. always put their touch in there. I mean... Yeah. But yeah, the Lego Star Wars. I loved Lego Indiana Jones. Those were fun. They, I even enjoyed playing the Crystal Skull. <laughs> That's how much fun those games were. Um, Lego Batman is like... The first Lego Batman was okay, but then when Lego Batman 2 came out and they introduced the idea of a hub world and voice acting and all this, that completely changed that series. Um, And then Lego Marvel. Those games are so much fun. And to go back to Star Wars with Force Awakens, I I mean, you've heard me talk about how much I love The Force Awakens. So to see that in Lego form, I can't wait. Oh. That's not that far away either. Yeah, like I said, you guys got to check out that comparison video. Um, I just checked it out myself. The trailers, they uh, they lined up the major scenes in the original trailer for The Force Awakens, and they put their own twist on it. Should should tell you the level that they're going to go yeah. for making this new game. Um, there's, there's so much great stuff that's going to come out of that. And it's one of the few times, too, where they do those digital deluxe editions. Um, <clears throat> most of the times, they come off as a kind of a rip-off to me. Um, a way to get a few extra bucks out of you. But this one, it actually, if you do it, it's an extra 10 bucks, and you get a exclusive Finn Lego figure with it. Oh, shit. And the season pass to the game. So any new content they come out with that specific damn, okay. Yeah, so I think it's actually a good deal to get the del- digital deluxe version this time around. I've already pre-ordered it. I can't wait. <laughs> and here's to hoping that Captain Phasma gets a lot more screen time in the next <laughs> next episode. Yeah. All right, what she else? is returning for episode eight. Ooh, yeah, ooh, it was announced. You know who else is showing up in another piece of content? The yep. Arbiter is showing up for Killer Instinct. Yeah, it's going to be a downloadable character, and that's after the introduction of another character, which now we don't care about because of the Arbiter. <laughs> I know, I already forgot her name. Exactly. <laughs> um, Kim, you, I think it was. Yes. Um, Anyone that listens to the show or knows me knows how much I love Halo. Same with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and Arbiter and Halo 2, the introduction of that character was amazing and what he did for that series. It put depth to the story when you're trying to see it from the other. Like, you had some scenes where you saw the elites talking, and then you're like, okay, these are just the overwhelming evil, the, the prophets' overwhelming evil. But the story changed when the Arbiter came along to kind of take his people and separate them from the Covenant, and at some point become uh, the humans' allies, even though technically there's still fundamental ideas that keeps them separate. Yeah, and his uh, his scene in um, Halo 5 was very memorable, too. It's one of the, the really 
big scenes that stood out to me when I played it. Um, it seems like we talked about Killer Instinct weeks and weeks and weeks ago, back over the summer, I want to say, with the introduction of, uh, um, I forget which, which character, or what the, we're vamping, we're vamping, because I'm looking through old notes, vamping some more, what was the game that they introduced it to, people are going to be mad at me for, Um, fuck, I'm getting mad at myself now. Yeah, I'm totally drawing a blank. Okay, um, let's just go back from the beginning of what we were talking about. We'll just have to cut Toads. Toads? Toads. Frogs. Battletoads? Battletoads. The introduction of Battletoads. I'm not cutting shit out because I'm lazy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, because the last Killer Instinct character was, uh... Well, it was a few Killer Instinct characters ago, but it was the big announcement yeah, um, okay. for Battletoads. So it seems like Microsoft is trying to make this their... Their Mortal Kombat, or I mean, their Smash Bros. kind of like to introduce their characters. It's a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. Really, really. Because the core game itself is technically free, and they unlock certain characters at certain. Yeah, times. it's a free to play model. Free to play model. And if you uh, have um, Xbox Live Gold, it was the season one characters were all free recently, so everybody should have season one at least. I wonder if I can I get that. No. You cannot. I'm kind of sad about this. <laughs> I told you to go Xbox One. I know. <laughs> no, they both have their great titles to go with. Oh, yeah. Killer Instinct's a lot of fun. And uh, there's a couple of games that uh, yeah. will have backed up when they have... Uh, when they have the reverse compatibility finally set in the PS4, there's uh, at least one or two games that's going to finish out a series that I'm going to pick up. One of those being the SOCOM series. Special I'm going to call it right now. I'm going to let you know right now. Never going to happen. Never? Never going to happen. I thought they were going to do backwards compatibility. They said they were. No, they didn't. They never did. Oh, okay. They are introducing PS2 titles that you can purchase on the shop. But they're not doing it for PS... They haven't announced anything for PS3. My feeling is they won't do it. Because Sony is not a fan of backwards compatibility. Son of a bitch. I'm very, uh, very disappointed in that now. That's my personal opinion. That's not fact. I don't know anybody at Sony yet. <laughs> but it's still early in the year, so we should be expecting something. But it, I feel like if they were going to do it, it'll be announced this year at E3. But I don't think it's going to happen. It, I, I think they really should, because they should notice a lot of the people that still haven't transferred from the PS3 to the PS4 probably have done it because they don't want to give up so many games. Well... The big thing for me there is Sony knows that they can get people to buy those games over again. And the evidence of that was Last of Us coming to PS4. God of War 3 coming to PS4. Remastered. Um, They've had a a long history of doing that with Ratchet and Clank back in the day, Eco and Shadow of the Colossus, and the list goes on. Um, And they're even redoing Ratchet and Clank here soon. The oh, first shit. one. So, uh, that's why I feel like they know that they can get people to rebuy them. And why give them a free service when they can get you to rebuy it? Man. I do agree with you they should do it because it was one of the biggest news stories coming out of E3 that 
the Xbox One was going to be backwards compatible with select Xbox 360 games. But I don't think it's going to happen. That's kind of sad. I remember the PS2 having a reverse compatibility almost right from the start. PS3 did too, and it screwed them. Ugh. They got it, and nobody bought PS3 games because their launch lineup for PS3 was trash. I mean, as most launch lineups are. But <laughs> yeah, especially when they don't realize the full potential of their product. Well, especially when your product's six hundred dollars up the gate. Right. <laughs> Yeah, more than most computers at the time. Well, like your basic computer. Yeah. That could still run a lot of these games. I like to remind people about E3 because it's just so funny to me that E3 when they're like, it's $600. And everybody's just like, well, how are we going to pay for this? Like, you'll get a second job. That's yeah. that's a quote that came out of Sony. <laughs> you get a second job. You can get a second job. <laughs> a lot of people can't even get one job. <laughs> yeah. Or a full one at that <laughs> That's a, I love that quote. Total dick move right there. I mean, I like the whole thing where they're like, okay, we're not going to require you to be online all the time just to play our games. Then they're like, you can get a second job. <laughs> well, that's like my favorite quote coming out of the Xbox One uh, uh, intro was afterwards when people were complaining about it being always online, which has since been negated. But one of the heads who ended up getting fired for this said uh there is a there's an xbox system for people to want to play online it's called xbox 360 <laughs> i love it i love when people just flat out just basically like total sarcastic talk yeah in my comment. i love honesty and it just <laughs> it makes you want to buy it more like just because your cynical side <laughs> i just yeah i love it <laughs> And I support both sides, so I'm just like, yeah, just do it. Just do Go it. for the punch. Go for it. <laughs> Customer isn't always right. Show them what you mean. So, <laughs> awful segue. Doom, new trailer came out with a release date. Ooh, yeah, May we just uh, I just 13th. checked that out. Yeah, you might want to look at it for yourselves. A lot of people are going like a... This is like bringing back the original Doom. I'm uh, Somebody says this might be the original story for the original Doom basically redone for today's graphics and everything. Which I'm okay with. I mean... I'm totally okay with it. Every Doom's been the same story anyways. It is. And, <laughs> and a lot of things you could say, a lot of games kind of have the same basic outline yeah. of a story. It's... The trailer's awesome. It looks like you end up going to hell, which, if it's Doom, you better be going to You better hell. be going to hell. Um, or hell should be coming to you, for that matter. Yeah. It... It looks fantastic. It looks really fast-paced, action-oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't see one bit of sneaking in that whole thing. Mostly just dark rooms and flashlights. And it looks like, too, that it's really going with this old-school mentality that they did with Wolfenstein The New Order, where it's it's no more of this super-realistic Call of Duty style, which has its own, you know... It has audit. its own merits. Yeah. It's kind of like you feel like a real human against actual monsters, maybe. Yeah. Or even, you know, Halo is the one that really brought it to the forefront. I think it's the first game I ever did it with the two-weapon system. Mm. Um, it seems like Doom and Wolfenstein, and hopefully we'll get a Quake down the line, hint, hint, id, um, <laughs> is going with this, hold as many fucking weapons as you want. Just, <laughs> you, you can have 20 weapons on you at one time. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, actually, I would support that way. Like, you could have uh, two that you can fast equip, and then the rest are in your inventory per se, yeah. like an infinite inventory. Maybe having like a ammo cap, like they did the old days. You know, it'd be funny if they uh, went with the old health system, 
They just they did that it. for Wolfenstein. They did that for Wolfenstein, so it makes sense in this case. And on your comment about Quake, during the trailer, I thought to myself, they better have a Quake-like multiplayer. The, the multiplayer is a big part of this. I'm still waiting on that freaking beta for that mm-hmm. game. Um, I really hope it does. I hope that people support it, too, because it looks like it's going to be a different FPS multiplayer. You know, most games come out, and they're very similar um, in the FPS genre. And sure, there is a template you must follow to become an FPS. Yeah. But, like, you know, Star Wars had its own casual audience, so it does kind of split itself away from things. But when you go, like, Rainbow Six and Call of Duty and even Halo I'll throw in there, they're all very similar structurally and how they play and how they work and um, the game modes you have. I think if you introduce Doom into that culture... It can be different enough to stand out, and I hope that people actually support it. Mm. Much like I was happy when Titanfall came out and people supported it, because it was something different. Mm. Not very different, but you know enough to drag me away from those other games. Yeah, I mean, we, in the end of it, you've got to try to use your power as the buyer to get the companies to always push the envelope and always go to the next step. Try to think of something new, do something different, do something better. I mean, yes, you'll have those that'll flop, but at least they're trying something. Yeah, and always iterate. Always, always. Always iterate, always innovate. <laughs> so yeah, Doom, can't wait. Cannot wait, May 13th. Unless they push it back, but it doesn't look like ours, because the trailer was gameplay. Yeah, there is an online collection edition of it, too, that comes with the, the skeleton hell Um character. I can't remember the actual name of it, but it's one with the rockets on the shoulders. Oh my god. It's fantastic. Oh. Sexy. Yeah, I was pretty turned on by it. All right. Speaking of being turned on. Yeah. Pokemon 20th anniversary. Apparently Pikachu helps get Chris's rocks off. Um, yes. New 3DS bundle. And uh, Detective Pikachu, both things we got to talk about in the Pokemon universe. Along with other good stuff. Oh, yes. Weren't they uh, throwing out some mysticals there? (laughs) Free mysticals? Yeah, every month they're doing legendary mystical giveaways. Um, Right now they're giving away Mew, level 100 Mew, into your um, X and Y or Alpha Sapphire Omega Ruby. Um, So go to your local Best Buy GameStop, whatever, pick those up, because... Fuck. I mean, they've been most of these have been available only once, and never again. Now they're actually bringing them back out. Oh shit! Um, yeah, they're doing a bunch of cool stuff for 20th anniversary, and I'm really happy. The big one is the fact they're re-releasing red, blue, and yellow on the 3DS Virtual Console with online play. So we'll be able to trade and battle online with those games. That's a big deal. Holy crap! Um, and alongside that they're releasing new 3DS bundles um, and we're talking the new 3DS model um, that come with two faceplates, one of Charizard and one of Blastoise the original cover of the games oh, pretty cool I remember when you still had to use a freaking cable to connect the two Game Boys just to trade shit yeah. This is crazy and now like wireless technology. You could be at your home, they could be at theirs, you're both on wireless, and you just transfer. Mm-hmm. Barely need battle. to get up. I can't wait. All you need to do is swing around in your chair and open up your mini fridge, go back to your sad <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So along with that, there's a new, um, there's going to be an ad during the Super Bowl. Oh. Which is, as of this recording tomorrow, um, for Pokemon. We don't know what of yet. We've seen, like, the teaser. They're doing teasers for commercials now, oh. which is weird. But we saw that, and there's going to be an actual commercial, I'm assuming, it's for Pokemon Go, which is also coming out this year. What uh, And, hey, what if it was uh, Detective Pikachu? Maybe they had... Uh a certain actor, maybe. Uh, well, judging the on voice. the judging on the teaser, I doubt it. It really yeah. does lend itself to how the Pokemon Go commercials have gone. But yeah, they're also doing uh, Detective Pikachu was released in Japan, and uh, people are wanting, uh, or at least jokingly, or even seriously in a way, wanting Danny DeVito to be the voice actor. And they had this great uh, these excerpts of lines he said, uh, like other. Uh, other things he's acted in, and they've it's taken all, those. It's all from "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Yes, it's all sunny, "Always Sunny in Philadelphia" quotes, and <coughs> they put it as Pikachu in the same ad that was just shown in Japan. So, wouldn't your jaw just drop to the floor if that happened to be? It's like Danny DeVito actually voicing Pikachu, Detective Pikachu, in a football ad. I don't know what to believe. If that was it. <laughs> Um, you think all the X-Files were true. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully that comes to America, because it looks fun and quirky and different. Um, it's Sherlock Holmes Pikachu, mm-hmm. and he actually has voice acting behind him, too. Yeah, he's like basically Meowth turned Pikachu and good. Yeah. Without being Meowth originally. And they show him with another Pikachu who actually says like the standard Pika Pika. Just you know? so the comparison, <laughs> like, yeah, he's not just talking in your mind, he's actually talking. So, lots of cool stuff in the Pokemon realm. Also, coming up Tuesday, they're re-releasing the first three Pokemon movies on Blu-ray, steel box case. Holy shit. Yeah. Guess it'll be over at your house. The year of the Pokemon. Oh, yeah, soon enough. (laughs) So, that's pretty much it for the news. So um, bad news, we have our spotlight, which we haven't done in a few weeks. Um. Yeah, this one's a little grim, uh, but I wanted to bring it up. As of uh, a few days ago, we found out that Dave Mira had passed away at the age of forty-one. Mm. Um, it looks like it was a. Once again, as of this recording, it looks like it was a suicide because all the reports all the, uh, are saying self-inflicted gunshot, gunshot wound. wound, and dying at the age of forty-one and being a BMX legend. I wonder might have what it could have caused this but I believe that's all for them to know and their business in the end yeah there, there's two things that could have been in my eyes and depression's one of them depression's usually a, a, is not a fun thing um and concussion based issues um, we, uh, we saw it with Junior Seau a few years back where he um oh and the original thing. movie concussion about like head injuries yeah about football players just head injuries in general but it was based on the NFL mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, so, I bring it up. I know it's not extremely video game related, but he did have a video game out back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Mirror's B- BMX. He was the Tony Hawk to BMX, right? Yeah. Um, and it was a game that I really liked as a kid because I really liked extreme sports as a kid. Tony Hawk was a big deal to me. Yeah, even I was on uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah. At least the first three titles. And then the first two Dave Mirror games were, were big ones for me, too. I played a lot of them. Yeah, um, I actually liked biking a little bit more. I had more balance. Uh, I tried skateboarding. Really sucked. <laughs> 
Um, and it's one of the first instances of somebody from my childhood that I looked up to passing away. Um, so it's kind of a weird feeling because I always kind of looked at it from other people's, you know, looked at other people when they were doing it and be like, what's the big deal? And now that's kind of happened to me, I'm looking at it like, I'm still not like all shook up by it, but it's just, it sucks because it was someone I really looked up to as a kid. And, and someone whose products I enjoy as a kid, and now they're no longer here. Well, you also say, like, hey, they're all successful. Their life must be happy. Mm-hmm. And then you, then this happens, and at such a young age, and, you know, obviously all circumstances point to it couldn't have been any type of regular sickness. It had to be something Mental. else. Yeah. Mental. And, uh, and being someone who suffers from depression, it hits home, too, because I, I'm thinking that's what it is. Because, you know, it gets... That kind of conditioning is so extreme that people do end up doing that later in life. And there's a lot of people around the world that uh, otherwise pretty normal, but they might even have things as, such as seasonal depression. Yeah. Like around this time of year, it just kicks in. I, I suffer from it myself, and you'll find me not always wanting to go out, and I have to push myself. Like, like I don't want to leave my room. Sometimes I really don't. i got to push myself. Oh, yeah, that happens to me a lot year-round. Mm-hmm. So sad. Um, all of our thoughts go out to his family. You know, he has a wife and kid at home that are uh, dealing with this right now. And uh just sucks. Good luck for the next life, man. Yeah. Hopefully the next life is better than this one for you, man. Mm-hmm. Better for all of us. Yeah. So moving on to our discussion topic of the week. Ooh, our Tom Clancy games getting a rebirth. Uh, I believe so. I mean, uh, I'm playing Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, and they have they have the basic model of you get the $60 game, you have the content, and then they have downloadable content down the road. However, they're releasing the maps for free, making you purchase or earn through renown points, which are in-game points, the new characters that'll be coming out. You could also you could also save a little bit of money if you don't want to earn them bit by bit. Which the people have said that if you earn about a thousand points an hour. It take you about twenty four twenty five hours to get them since they're about twenty five thousand dollars twenty five thousand credits a piece. Okay. And, you know, or you could spend the five bucks per character and get them that way. Mm-hmm. I personally support it completely. They they allow you to earn it or buy it. Uh, that's fair to me. Yeah, we had the discussion before the show of uh, when um, Evolved did the same thing, and people gave them slack for an overpriced season pass and this and that. Um, I really like that model because it puts everybody on the same even playing field. Um, all the maps are there. You can still play with people that have these different characters. Mm-hmm. So there's no splinter. Like in Call of Duty, there's a splinter between the fan base. There's people that bought the season pass or people that didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, with this, there isn't that splinter. Those people can still play together. But then you see these characters and you're like, oh man, those are cool and you want to mm-hmm. buy them. or You don't have to buy them. And you have that, that silent buyer trap, which uh, which traps the guys in the uh, the in between state of bleeding out. Very good way of like, and it, it it since it's unelectrified, you don't have the electric sound. You can place it just about anywhere on the floor, and uh, people are not paying attention. <laughs> so this also comes up. I mean, that was one game. But this comes up because there's two others coming out this year. Ones I'm really looking forward to. Uh, first one being The Division, which is coming up just around the corner. Yep. Uh, March 8th, they project. Which looks like a big open world 
MMORPG. Yeah, like shooter like an MMORPG first person, well, third person shooter to be exact. Yeah. Um, it looks like a, I mean, I'm sure this isn't the case, but it kind of looks like a game by committee because it's like it's an MMO, it's an RPG because there's strong RPG elements. It's a cover based shooter and it's post apocalyptic military. Mm-hmm. It's like what's everything everybody loves? Let's mash them together. Like I, I'm actually <laughs> starting to think maybe did they take some uh, pointers from say Arma or also known as Operation Flashpoint? Yeah, which is more the uh, the more open world. They're they're simulators, sure, but they do have that open world kind of. You have to gather your supplies. You have to survive. It's a third or first person shooter. Didn't have that many RPG elements, mm-hmm. but you had the uh, open feel, and you also had the PvP feel because other characters, you people on your own team, can shoot you. They can kill you to take it if you go into the dead zones. The, uh, the infected zones mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, it puts you in a PvP situation where you can get really good equipment if you find it. You'll also have um, computer-generated enemies, but the person on your team or other roving teams might try to fight you for that same stuff and kill you. Or you can go it alone, and hopefully everybody's not going to shoot you in the face as you put it up for extraction. You're talking about Arma. Right. I'm talking about uh, the division. Okay, I was gonna say. Like I thought you were t- to Arma. I thought you were talking about Arma. I was like, this sounds exactly like the division. <laughs> <laughs> well, Arma also allows you to. It's full friendly fire. Uh, also, like DayZ, full friendly fire, mm-hmm. and you just hope that everybody's not gonna fucking shoot you in the face, and then take all your shit. Yeah, which is never a good idea. Right. Uh, <laughs> which is why you have to extract stuff in the game so you get it to a safe point. Yeah, the game looks interesting. Um, I've always liked Tom Clancy games to an extent as they're solid games. This one looks to have enough other stuff. The RPG stuff's what pulls me in. I look at that and I'm just like, that's that's a really cool idea. Um, it looks like a Destiny style game for the third person cover based shooter. That's also what they said, yes. Um, it. I hope that they're looking at Destiny and what they've done because Destiny took a, a good game and turned it all around and got people hooked and changed it into this great game by year two. And I hope they're paying attention to that and not making the same mistakes that Destiny made. And if they do, they have the roadmap as to how to fix it. Mm-hmm. So I hope that they're really looking into all that. Yep, I hope they're using it as a reference guide. I mean, it's it go in a field like this. It's definitely it's good to learn from those who've already made the mistakes as soon as possible. You yep. got to know how to succeed, and that's the way to do it. I mean, don't copy anybody, but definitely learn from them. Yeah. Um, and then the other game ooh, is the new Ghost Recon. Ghost Recon Wildlands. They haven't given an exact <coughs> date they project. But they uh, they say 2016, so we're thinking third or fourth quarter 2016. Ghost Recon Wildlands has come out, and this is another Tom Clancy game, of course. So it, they probably want the division to see how that's going to do before they announce and say, "Hey, we're going to now release this." They want the division to do as well as it's going to, and that's first maybe three to four months, because that's usual time where you're going to get the most sales of any game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's obvious. They release it and people go crazy for that kind of stuff. We want it as soon as possible, and then those who have to wait probably only have to wait a couple of months before they can finally afford it. Yeah. Now, with Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands, you're going to have a full open world environment, travel with a small team, initiate missions and quests and stuff like that. It's going to be an open world 
Um, not an MMO shooter, but open world, multiplayer, uh, co-op based type of shooter. Mm-hmm. You'd be able, be able to run ops, have like a friend up on a mountain with a sniper rifle while the rest of you start clearing out the town and you have Overwatch. That's the kind of stuff I'm looking forward to. I love having those kind of choices. Yeah. If I can sneak around and I can hunt and I can shoot from really far away, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> Not a lot of people like to do that kind of stuff. I totally like it. It's kind of like having a power. Like a, As soon as pull is triggered, you're dead. And I can do it at any time. <laughs> I hate sniping because I'm so bad at it. <laughs> oh, I love sniping, and I, I guess I'm pretty good at it. Yeah, and then, you know, other... I To move past that, um, I hope... I hope that Ubisoft is looking into another uh, Splinter Cell, because mm-hmm. that's a series I really enjoy, um, and I'd like to see another one. And there are other Tom Clancy franchises... I don't know if there really are any that I could name that I would really want to come back. I hope that those core three stay, and they keep doing things like, not exactly like the division, but just like new ideas on that. Um, they've had a good track record of doing that over the years with End War and um, Hawks and all kinds of different stuff. So, yeah, I think this is definitely the time, and they should grip it. To- you know, stake their place back in this world because yeah. starting with the original Rainbow Six franchise that put them on the map and kept Tom Clancy around all these years, this is time to renew everything. I'm yeah. pretty sure 2016 is a new time for everybody. And it's interesting for Ubisoft too because the rumor right now is there's no not going to be an Assassin's Creed this year. It's oh, be the first shit. time in forever. Probably eight, eight years. Probably. Um, so. Where does Ghost Recon fall on the map? You know, does that take the place of Assassin's Creed? Are they going to do Watch Dogs 2 instead of Assassin's Creed? And then Ghost Recon gets that December slot. Um, There's a lot of questions going into E3 and then the fall for Ubisoft and see what they're doing with all these franchises. They will be my one to watch this summer to see what they're doing, personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, they definitely have the games that catch most of my attention this whole year coming out. So, keep your eyes out, keep your ears to the ground, and watch the X-Files. My advice to you, especially with the uh, 10th season just come out. Sorry, my nerd is showing really hard. I just finished watching season one of Flash. Oh. That show's really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a little behind on everybody here, but that show's really good. My only Have you seen it? Yes. Okay, my only problem with it is there should have been one more episode because that ending sucked like the actual ending of where he jumps into the black hole and then and just, just stops yeah it just stops I'm like what the fuck mm-hmm. that's where you're gonna leave me yep you just gotta wait till uh well I mean <clears throat> we're already through season two yeah I could technically go and just watch season two but still if I was watching that as it was coming out I would be livid because the ending was so satisfying and then to like do a part two and have it be that like that oh, made me mad it's like no yeah and it made me mad in a good way because I want to watch more I'm not saying like that was bullshit and they should have never done it I mean I want more that's why I'm mad about it that show's really good it, it really is <laughs> and I love how they have the uh, co- crossovers like the full crossovers every now and then with, with Arrow yeah and then the uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow can still cross over with that too and uh, what else? I think they even had a small crossover with the iZombie. 
Not really. They're, yeah. do, they're doing a uh, Supergirl crossover here soon. Yes, I heard about that. Yeah. I, also, yeah. I love, uh, um, I don't know how much uh, DC knowledge you have. Mine's not that great either. But um, Cisco, you know at the end they said that the wave affected vibe. him? He's vibe, yeah. He's vibe, yep. Did they show that in season two? Uh, yeah. Well, let's just say they definitely, um, they pick up on it. They bring him to the forefront. Like, you know how he was always, like, a background character? Yeah. Now he becomes more active. And now since he has a power, well, let me just say he hides it from everybody for a while. Yeah. And I'm not going to see how you reveal it. But it definitely ends up... I think everything in this show is supposed to, like, end in the best way possible for everything. Mm -hmm. That's the way they're kind of going for it. That's how I see it, though. They could be defining it in a completely different way. Yeah. And I don't know if I missed... Like, okay, the whole... um Tom Wells' character being uh, Reverse Flash. Like, yeah, I knew that was happening from, like, episode three. Like, th- mm-hmm. that was pretty obvious to me. And they tried to trick you with it, but I still, I didn't buy it. The one, I don't know if I missed it throughout the show, but I didn't ever understood that the, the one detective was his, like, great-great-grandfather until he got arrested for the Shapeshifter episode. Oh. Where the guy shot the two cops as him. And they said his last name. And I was like, did I miss that this whole season? I was like... <laughs> that was my one day, like, holy crap moment in that show. Yeah. That show's great. I can't wait to watch season two. Oh, man. Yeah, it actually, yeah, season two is going to get a whole lot crazier. Trust me. Trust and then you saw me. I just started uh, season three of Arrow this morning. So. Yeah, and they're already on season four. Yeah. It gets crazier there, too. And, yeah, before you get through to Season 2, I'd finish off Arrow. I'm going to. Because well, I already saw where they kind of crossed over with each other and a few spoilers in there, but fuck it. Yeah, just get caught <coughs> up and, like, I would seriously, like, watch one of Arrow, one of Flash, one of Arrow, one of Flash, and just keep doing it that mm-hmm. way. Because Arrow always came in earlier the week on Flash, so yeah. it'll keep you together with the show. That's kind of cool. Like, now you can watch two shows side by side and still get both lines because they cross over. They're in the same universe. Oh, that's what makes it so great. Lots of good TV. They just see you with a bunch of Kleenex and some petroleum jelly. Just, (laughs) Arrow! (laughs) Oliver Queen! (laughs) Oh! Oh, Um, my keys are sticky. (laughs) Better Call Saul came to Netflix. Oh shit! So I gotta watch that too. I gotta watch that too, cause yeah, I don't have AMC, but uh, I watched the shit out of Breaking Bad all the way yeah, through. That's... Oh my god, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop until I was done. I had to see what happened to Walter White. I remember, and my dad had the same kind of, uh, you know, thread with this. I watched the first season, and this was after it had been out for a while. I watched the first season. I was like, why do people like this? This sucks. And then I went like a year, maybe maybe a little bit longer without watching again until someone's just like, wait, you only watched the first season? You have to keep going. I was the same way. Like, and, I only watched the first five episodes. And that's and I got it. And now that I've gone through it and fell in love with it, I go back to the first season and I realize how genius that first season was. My dad, the same thing. He watched the first season. He comes to me and goes, that show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Dad, trust me. Get through season two. If you still don't like it, you're not going to like it. But I guarantee you will. And he got through a couple episodes of season two and he's like, holy shit. <laughs> Show's good. Yeah, they, they really ramp it up in the second season because they like, 
you know what? People are really liking this idea. We better, we might as well just take the floodgates right out. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this week's show. Oh, yes. Uh, thanks for listening to Video Game Fever. Uh, great video game kind of podcast. You know, we'll talk about a lot of TV. <laughs> yeah, a lot of TV, a lot of... We're just a general nerd podcast at this point. Um, so, Mike, where can they find you? They can find me and Twitter at, at that Mike's Beard. We'll just say it that way. Um, you can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash blackghostady. Uh, or get at me at blackghostady.mm at gmail.com. How about yourself, Christopher? Oh, it's grown since the last episode. So you can find me at that Chris Runt on Twitter. You can find the show at VGF Podcast on Twitter. You can email us at ourvirtualplayground15 at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ourvirtualplayground. Um, what else? I'm going to forget something. YouTube. We have a YouTube channel up with my other show, C3P Oddcast. We're still trying to figure out how to say <laughs> C3P it. C3P Oddcast. We're still yes. trying to figure out a way to say it, but C3PO Dcast. We're still kind of figuring that out, but we just like the names. So we went with it. Um, that's a general um, nerd culture podcast we're doing. We talk comics, we talk TV, we talk movies. So we're going to be um, comic book men, but <laughs> not Kevin Smith. <laughs> um, so find that on YouTube and on iTunes. Um, and then like, subscribe to the iTunes, YouTube for both shows. Give us reviews on both. All that's much appreciated. Yes, and you can make them as scathing as possible, trust me. Scathing. Burn us. Burn us so hard. No, I want five out of five reviews so we can get this more people. Yeah, there we go. Go <laughs> that. Just tell us we're doing good. Pat us on the back. Make us feel good about ourselves. All right, anything else for you, Mike? No, um, that's about it. Uh, more for next time. More for next time. Yeah, when I think of more. <laughs>